expects that. Nobody believes that. Nobody wants that. Nobody desires that. They're not going to experience that. And, and, and we can continue to go forward and everybody's talking about God moving and God's going to be moving and God is moving and God's doing things in my life. And th- those people might just sit there and think, I don't see nothing. What are you talking about? I see everything going the wrong way. Well, put that other slide back up there about expect, guys. I don't know if they heard me. Can you guys put that slide back up about expectations? That's the difference, is we have to have a heart of expectation. If you have a heart of expectation and you're pulling on God and you're looking to God and you're believing God is going to move, you're going to see it. You're going to see these things changing. There are things changing in this nation right now, and it's not the bad way. It's the good way. And and you're not going to see it on the news. You're not going to see it on social media, but you're going to know it right here. But if you're not expecting God to move, you're going to miss it, and you're never going to see it. You're not going to get experience of the things. So I just encourage you this morning have your expectors out there. Stir yourself up. Start pulling on God. Pulling on the gift of God that's in our preacher. Pulling on the Word of God and you'll start seeing things completely different. You will see that God is moving right here, right now in this nation. And it's, we are entering into an incredible time in the days ahead. Amen? So let's stand up this morning and let's continue to take advantage of our freedom to be able to worship here at Harvest Church. Father, we are thankful this morning for the opportunity to come together with like believers, to gather together in one mind, one heart, and worship the one true God. We just worship you this morning, Father. We have hearts of expectation. We want to see you move, not only in our lives, not only in our church, but in this nation, Father God. Have your way, Father. Your will be done, and your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. Put that first song up. the Lord.
Come like you promised. Expectations are too low. Your expectations are not high enough. Julie, raise your expectations. Kate, raise your expectations of what God's going to do in your life. They're not high enough. Second Chronicles 714. This is what the Lord was saying to you and me. My people will pray. Come and see my face.
on, sing that again. Yes, I will heal this land. His promises are true. Yes, I will heal this land. And I will pour it out, pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out like you've never seen. I'll pour it out, pour it out more than you know. I'll pour it out, pour it out, refreshing. Pour it out, pour it out, yes.
my face If my people pray If you come and seek my face
not be overcome My name My name Cannot be overcome My name Cannot be overcome Jesus 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 You have conquered fear Jesus Jesus you stir my soul Holy Spirit stir my soul won't you stir my soul Holy Spirit Stir my soul Come awake in your people Come awake in our city God of revival Pour it out Pour it out Every stronghold will crumble Hear the chains hit the ground 
God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. That you can break through, no mountain you can move, all things are possible. There's no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can save, all things are possible. The darkest night. You can light it up. Yes, you can light it up. God of revival, let hope arise. Death is overcome. You've already. Stir my soul. 
Spirit, stir my soul. One more time. Won't you stir my soul? Holy Spirit, stir my soul. Your passage of Scripture, we sang it this morning, was in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And in verse 12, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven, there's no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people, say if my people, who are called by my name will humble themselves, say humble themselves, Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. I, I, want, I really sense today we need to pray. I gave that scripture Wednesday night to him. I said, make a song. And he did it. He was obedient. And we're in a season, folks, and I know in my spirit we pray. This is a church that prays. But I'm giving you a forewarning. we got to pray more. More prayer needs to come from this place, this house of prayer. And what that will require of you is commitment. Got one week, pathetic, amen. It's going to require some commitment. We're going to have to pray more, folks. And so what I want to do is we're going to pray for a little bit. Is that all right? I'll lead you in prayer. You can go ahead and play. And you know what I've been doing? I've just been crying out to God. I am not satisfied. There is more. There's more for the the church. There can never be revival without repentance and prayer. It's a given. There will be no revival unless the church repents and the church prays. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly before your throne of grace. Go back to the revival song. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe your prophets in this hour. And so shall we prosper. We believe, Lord, the messages that are coming from heaven in this hour. In the name of Jesus. And Harvest Church this morning cries out. To the God of revival. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. It is just a miracle, Mr. Shout of Father, we're believing you for a harvest of souls in the days ahead, in our city, in our state, in this nation, in the entire world. We're believing you, Lord God, for revival. Now pray in tongues. The praise and spirit. Into the kingdom. 
you are speaking through your prophets and apostles in this hour, it shall be so, Father. Lord, you're pouring out your spirit. Lord, it's affecting a new generation of believers. And Father, my prayer is that the people of Harvest Church in this hour would awake to righteousness and sin no more. A desire to serve you with all of our hearts, all of our being. Oh, Father, by your Spirit, let there be, Lord, a spiritual hunger birthed within the hearts of your people. Lord, let the fire of God burn in their bellies in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us. Lord, not just be hearers, but doers of your word in these last days. We lift holy hands to a holy God. We lift holy hands to a holy God. We worship you in spirit. We worship you in truth this morning. We love you and honor you our God, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit, our Comforter and our Friend. We love You and welcome You. And Father, we desire to be vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master prepared for every good work that's ahead. Oh, Lord, use us. That is our heart's cry, to reach a lost and dying world. Use us, Father. Lord, we pray, and I pray that it's your heart's cry. Not my will. But your will, Father. Not my will. But your will, Father. The Holy Spirit minister to everyone here this morning. Deal with every heart here this morning. Father, we confess our sins of omission, sins of commission. We we confess our sin of disobedience unbelief spiritual laziness lethargy sleep we repent of our sin we repent father of allowing our flesh to take precedence over the things of the spirit 
we repent of our fear and insecurity. Your word, Father, says if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us of allowing offense, bitterness, and unforgiveness to take root in our being, in our hearts. Oh, Lord, let a spirit of forgiveness, a spirit of love flow. As we release those that we've held in bondage through our unforgiveness. Use us, Lord. Use this church. Use me. Now the Spirit's dealing with hearts here today. The Spirit of God is softening hearts today. You cannot be used in this end time revival Bible, if your heart is hardened, if your heart is not right. So every day, people, work on keeping your heart and your attitude right. He, the Father, loves you so much. He knows we're just human beings that make mistakes but he forgives and forgets now you forgive yourself and forget the past and open your eyes to the future it's bright it's calling you a bright, successful future in Him. So much work to do ahead of us for the, this church and the body of Christ. There's a harvest to reap. There's a harvest to keep. So the Spirit of God would say, prepare your hearts and get ready for the days ahead. For your future's bright. It's full of my mercy and goodness, not fear and dread. Learn 
to make adjustments day by day. Keep your heart right. And be obedient to what I say. Thank you, Lord. And lift your hands. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you for your word that you watch over, Father. It will not return void or empty. We welcome you, Spirit of God, Holy Holy Spirit of God to do a work spirit, soul, and body a deep work in our spiritual life Breathe in, God. Just breathe in and relax. The peace of God is here. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We never want to grieve you. Are the angels of God that surround us today? And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. When the anointing comes and you're going to learn in the days ahead, the anointing will will affect you. You know what it did to Gideon? Made a warrior out of him. And there's times the anointing of coming, it'll be strong. And I lean that way, but that's just the way I'm wired. And sometimes it'll make you cry. Sometimes it'll just make you sit in God's presence and, and be quiet and allow the Holy Spirit to perform surgery. Amen. no going back we've crossed the Jordan I'm not going back amen just let me read to you from Philippians chapter 3 beginning in verse 12 it says not that I've already attained or that I'm already perfected but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold for me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. God is on the move. Many people want to see it, And then they'll believe it. That's human faith. 
real faith, God kind of faith, believes it. Then we receive it, and then we see it. We are spiritual beings. Our spirit man is real, more real than your body. It has eyes, it has ears, and they talk about you don't go by your feelings, but I believe that your spirit man has feelings because I can feel it now. (laughs) I can feel it now. I am so old that I lived through the last stages of the healing revivals and experienced firsthand the charismatic revival. And it feels so much like it right now, just in here. I've told you about the revival in the Methodist Church in Silver Creek, Nebraska. But I was from Monroe, and we had this minister, and all we would do was get up on the little altar and pray, the kids of the church. And the anointing was so strong. He would quake. He couldn't, because the anointing, and all we wanted to do was be there. I have sat under ministries of Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin and Lester Summerall and Hank Kuhneman and Mike Keyes, and they're great and there's anointing, but I've never been experienced anointing like was in that Methodist church in Silver Creek and the Methodist church in Monroe, and it had nothing to do with the ministry. It had nothing to do with the church or the God. It was the spirit of revival. And it was so heavy, and we're getting there. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. We're getting there. And we are at a season we have to press in. Not by our might, not by our power, but by the Spirit of God. And just press into the things of God. Just like we did this morning. As we keep pressing and pressing and pressing, it's going to happen. It's going to manifest. And it's hard to to see it because we don't know but down here down here in the knower know that you know that you know that you know that oral roberts would say i don't see it but i know that i know that i know that i know you don't want to miss it you got to keep awake this will bring this into line But you have to make sure that you spend time with God. You have to stir yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. But God's going to do it. I read a a scripture grabbed me last week. It says, it would be easier for the whole earth to pass away than one jot or one tittle of the word of God. And God says he's going to do it. Simple as that. He's going to do it. So you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. That's kind of second place right now, but be faithful. We appreciate it. We appreciate all that you've done, but press in. the glory pour out my spirit and I show you my glory 
shocked or what? What are you going to do when we really start seeing? I was watching the other night. I, I gave it to Timothy to listen to God's Generals. It's a series. And, and uh, I was listening to the one that, oh, what was it uh, out in California, the Azusa Street? William Seymour, the one-eyed black man that put a box over his head and, and wouldn't take the box off until God started moving. But in that revival, there were people that came in missing limbs that would grow out. Now, that happened here. We'd have to pick you up off the floor. But you need to start expecting things. God's church is alive, not dead. And God is a miracle-working God. Now, probably in the days ahead, what we say here and do here will be too strong for people and they'll leave. But I ain't. Look at Joshua chapter 1. I, I, I woke up this morning and it was either between I was went back to sleep and in my dream I was weeping. And in my mind I was weeping. I didn't want to miss out on what was coming. And undoubtedly, it was a spirit of intercession. But I, I, I remember weeping, oh, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. Amen? Now, I got seven pages, but I guarantee you, <laughs> I don't know where we'll go. We won't. We'll just do what the Spirit of God wants. But I want you to see the purpose of the series. Number one, recognize and embrace a new season. Say new season. This is where we're at. We're on number two now. have been there for weeks, and I just can't get off of it. It's personal responsibility to prepare. Say prepare. Number three, everything we do must depend on Christ. Number four, you will have to leave your comfort zone. And that's where we're at right now. You and I are going to have to leave the comfort zone. Amen? Oh, God, I feel like I'm, I don't know. Are you getting it? You are with me. I know it's, you take it all in. When the Spirit of God starts moving, some people get very reflective and quiet, and that's just as long as I know you're with me. It helps me minister. If you're there and you're just daydreaming, go to the bathroom. Amen? It's a big bathroom. I pray in there. That's a good bathroom. Number five, it will require that what? Courage and obedience. Number six, it will require separation from the world. And number seven, expectation of the miraculous. That all is in Joshua. Look at Joshua chapter one. Let's read it. Verse one through 11. Moses is dead. 
the new leader Joshua was taken over. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and what? Go over. Say, go over. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Do you suppose that made him puff out his chest a little bit? I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of what? Good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Do you notice how he repeats that? That you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. The word comes first, then then comes the success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of what? Haven't we heard this before? Good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 10, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, pass through the camp and command. Say command. So they were commanded. They commanded the people, saying what? Saying what? Prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you'll cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Up until that time, where'd their food come? Where was their food source? Now God is saying, prepare provisions for yourself. And that's where we're at right now in the church. You can't live off of mom and dad's faith forever. God will hold you accountable. You have the responsibility to to develop your own faith, your own fellowship with the Father. It's time to grow up. Say grow up. Now now let me read this to you. and And I promise you, you'll get out of here. I won't keep you long. All these requirements we had up here, you can take them down now, thank you. All these requirements are found in the book of Joshua as the nation of Israel prepares to make a miraculous crossing of the Jordan River to possess their inheritance. All the blessings God has in store for Israel on the other side is dependent upon their obedience. Say that word, obedience. The Jordan River represents a barrier that God is calling you and I to cross over. It represents the transition between where you are now and where he wants you to be. God's always out ahead of us. Amen? The church, now listen, listen to this. The church today has, say has, that's past tense, has entered a new era. Not going to, we're in it. I said, we're in it. 
The church today has entered a new era and is in the process, now listen to these three words, of transformation. Say transformation. What's transformation? Simple word, change. Separation. Ooh, you want that word? You just meditate and the Spirit of God will tell you what you need to separate yourself from. And consecration. Say consecration. So the church today has entered a new era and is in the process of transformation, separation, consecration. Harvest church. Say harvest church. That's where I belong. Are you sure? Harvest church is in a new season. Not not going to enter. We're in it. Say we're in it. Harvest church is in a new season. And a new season, now listen carefully, a new season mentality is required. Just like the, the, the Israelites, they had to change the way they thought and what they did. Reaching and reaping a harvest of souls is dependent. Now listen, this is important. Reaching and reaping a harvest of souls is dependent upon the condition of your heart and your willingness to pay the price. If you and if I, if the church, we want to be successful, we want to reach the lost, and by the way, revival's not for them. Revival's for the church to prepare to reach the lost. So what has to come before we get out there and reach the harvest? We need to be revived. And God the Father, that's in His plan. Reaching and reaping a harvest of souls is dependent upon the condition of your heart and your willingness to pay the price. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, I don't know how, what you would say, a disclaimer. I don't know. I'm, I'm just waiting to make sure I should say this. Because I'll tell you, in the times past, I didn't wait. Fearless, but not reckless. You and I are going to have to pay the price. Do you get that? I don't think you do. Because paying the price is going to require more than you just showing up on Sunday morning if you show up once a month. That's not paying the price. Paying the price is you need to get your fanny to prayer on Wednesday night. You know how to say Sid Fanny? I could have said ass. That's in the Bible. I do that just to get you to think. I'm, we're going to find out who's hooked up here in the days ahead. I thought it was. James goes like this. Jeez, I'm glad we're leaving. We're going to Atlanta. You better get in a church like this in Atlanta. And yeah, it'll be bigger. But you need to get in there because the two of you got work to do. And you know that. I can see it in your eyes. 
It's not going to be businesses, churches, and you're not going to be comfortable here. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is going to make us uncomfortable. So so we can get out there and do the work of an evangelist. I'll tell you what, God's doing a work in the preacher's heart. You know, there's things you can do. You can watch on TV. There's things you can do now, and it's not necessarily sin, but it's not necessarily going to promote your spiritual growth. There's things we're going to have to leave behind. Just like all the pioneers that came west, what they end up having to do with those covered wagons? What'd they do? Tell me. They threw off the pianos and the furniture, and they had to lighten things up so they could get where they needed to be. And that's where we're at right now. And if God's dealing with the preacher's heart, he's certainly preaching or dealing with your heart. God, you look at me like we're at a funeral. This isn't a funeral. This is just, I'm telling you, the way it's going to be in the days ahead. And it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be rewarding, and it's going to be fruitful. But first, we've got to get our ducks in a row. There were in times past, years gone by, I would think, God, it would be nice to retire. And I'm thinking, oh, we'll just let Pastor Brad take it. and I'll... But if you're really living for God, you can't retire spiritually. I don't want to miss out. I know my wife doesn't want to miss out. Amen? The believer must... Take personal responsibility to prepare spiritually and in the natural realm for the greatest outpouring of God's Spirit, the greatest revival planet Earth has ever experienced. You have to take personal responsibility. I have to take personal responsibility. I have to get things right in my life. Amen? I want to read you something. Then I had seven pages. Okay. Let me read this to you. I got a great book. I In the middle of the night, I got a word a few weeks ago, an odd one. Ron McIntosh. How'd you like to wake up in the middle of the night and hear Ron McIntosh? What would you think? You're going to meet a guy named Ron McIntosh? And I knew instantly who Ron McIntosh was. He wrote one of the best books on revival that's ever been written. He worked under Or Roberts. He was, you were at the university. He's not. Well, here's his picture. The, he was a, a chaplain. He did this book. And he, and he studied a lot of the great generals like you watched and Catherine Coleman. I I listened to a how many of you know who Catherine Coleman is? Raise your hand if you if you know who Catherine Coleman 
Oh, my God, you young ones need to get educated on some of these people. She had some of the most astounding miracles. You guys know who Kathy? Heard of her? She'd come out on the stage. She'd wear long, flowing dresses, and she was, you know, just kind of theatrical. And just uh, a man came in, three hippies, this back in the 70s, wheeled this man in. They had long hair. They came, in, came into the service. And he was strapped to the wheelchair, had two straps. He had a catheter in, and he had multiple sclerosis. He had a number of other things wrong with him. And, he, and his, you know, he, he could control one hand on a knob with the wheelchair. And so they're getting ready for her to come out, and he comes in. They bring him in in the wheelchair, and he, he got a hold of it, and it the wheelchair went down the aisle and started bumping in to the chairs. You know what kind of confusion that would cause in a church, in a service? And, and all of a sudden, the people on the stage that worked for Catherine Coleman heard some kind of a sound. And so they went out to investigate. They came back around and came around back of this guy. And meanwhile, I don't know if I'm telling all this. I'm trying to get the the main point. Catherine Coleman said, what is that? What is that? And she came out on the stage and the power of God hit this man, the glory of God. And he got up out of the, and he was strapped and somehow the straps just went ping and he came out of the wheelchair. Oh, he was blind too. And he was miraculously healed. And when this happened, the gal that was there that was relating the story said that the sound of the people in there, it was unbelievable. The amazement. It was either a groan or something. She says, I've never heard anything like it since. Well, you start seeing a a miracle like that, it'll affect your life. That's power. Smith Wigglesworth, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to teach on some of these great generals, men and women of God, through the 19th and 20th century. Smith Wigglesworth, I think that I don't know how many people were raised from the dead in his ministry. It says, just before he died, and I'll read this and we'll close. Just before he died, Smith Wigglesworth of Great Britain, one of the greatest spiritual leaders of this century, prophesied to a young evangelist concerning a vision about revival. That young man was Christian elder statesman Lester Summerall, South Bend, Indiana. We've sat under his ministry. I was, when I was at Bible school, I was honored to have the man lay his hand on my head. He passed away in 1996, Lester Summerall. It says, Summerall related the incident in these words, and this had to have happened back in the 30s. And this is Smith Wigglesworth speaking. I see it. What do you see? I see a revival coming to planet Earth as never before. There will be untold multitudes who will be saved. No man will say so many and so many because no man will be able to count all those who come to Jesus Christ. 
I see it. The dead will be raised. The arthritic healed. Cancer will be healed. No disease will be able to stand before God's people. And it will spread all over the world. It will be a worldwide thrust of God's power and a thrust of God's anointing. I will not see it, but you will. He says, I find Summerall's response to this prophecy most fascinating. He said, most people are not capable of going from blessing to blessing or crossing the Jordan River. Most denominations and people die in the same revelation that they first received from God. Many of the people who call themselves Lutherans are living in the same blessing Luther had 400 years ago. Often the people calling themselves Wesleyan or Methodists are living in the blessing of a Wesley a couple of hundred years ago. It is difficult to get themselves out of a groove or a system. Summerall's statement is not an indictment or criticism of denominationalism, but rather a statement about human nature. People feel more comfortable in a known routine than in the turbulent waters of change or transformation. Many of us have the tendency to find a comfortable rut and stay in it. You know what a rut is? I've told you, it's nothing but a grave with both ends kicked out. Look at your neighbor. Gunner, look at your father and say, are you in a rut, Dad? Here's a key key principle of revival. Are we willing to leave the blessing we are in to receive a larger blessing? Like leaving California to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and then you're going to come back and you're going to start talking like this. I was in Tulsa for two years and my accent changed. Are we willing to leave the blessing we are in to receive a larger blessing? Or is it easier to call the new move one of fanaticism rather than to leave our comfort zone to flow with God's new thing? That's good. Let's stand up. Well, you didn't get the message preached, but that's all right. You got a message. Caleb Shaner, come here. He's leaving for college. Are you ready? Are you prepared? As well as can be. Now, instructions. You make sure when you're there that you take time at least once a day or every other day to text your mother. I'm serious. Get him. It's all right. You, you text him too. You're, you got good parents. And you got a heritage. Your grandpa's an assembly of God preacher and grandma. And so I, I have great expectations for you. And uh, don't compromise. You'll see plenty of it. You think your eyes were open working for BL Construction? (laughs) Wait till you get to the other side over there, to Rapid City. But you serve a big God. And he's got big things in store for you. Amen. So let's extend our hands. Let's pray for this college student. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the gifts and graces within Caleb. 
Thank you, Lord. Your angels are encamped around him day by day, 24-7. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. His gift will make room for him. So, Lord, by your spirit in the days ahead, reveal to him what you want him to do. Not what a man wants him to do, but what you want him to do. And I thank you, Lord, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And I thank you, Caleb Shaner is led by the Spirit of God. And so thank you, Lord, he hears the voice of the Good Shepherd daily. And your favor surrounds him as with a shield. He has favor with you, Father, and favor with man, favor with his fellow classmates, favor with his teachers. And, Lord God, I thank you for blessing him, spirit, soul, and body. And your supernatural peace guard his heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're proud of you. Be blessed. Come back and visit Mama and Dad, okay, in Harvest Church. Amen. Anyone, anyone here need prayer for your physical body before we leave? Anyone? You're all, I tell you, you get in services like this, you'll get well. See, services like this, I told you, will go longer, and it's hard sometimes for the preacher to unhook. But don't worry, she'll let me know when it's time to quit. You're blessed. Amen. You'll pull a, a, what was it, Nancy Gray or what'd she do? So if you see the gloves come off, it's time for me to quit. Go out this week and be the church. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.